As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. These niggas hilarious, I think. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays. This is a very, very special edition. Right back 24 hours, less than 24 hours later, we back in the building. We got Drift in the building. How you living, boss? Doing good, man. We got a huge guest today. This is a long time coming. Uh, Trey, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? Uh, what's going on, Hokie Nation? Uh, everybody else listening. Uh, this is Trey Turner, a former Virginia Tech wide receiver, 2018 to 2021. Um, I, I went by Big Play Trey. Uh, I was number eleven, so I don't know. I yeah. guess I, I I was a pretty I, I had a pretty big big role in the in the in the state of Virginia in the city of Blacksburg. Oh yeah, fucking golden child, baby. Hell yeah. Does anybody who doesn't know who Trey Turner is, I don't know where you listen to this podcast. All right. <laughs> All right. One of the goats. And that number eleven, listen, Darrell Roberts, Kendall Fuller, like hey, yes. like DB. You held straight, down a good legacy. Straight legends in that number, man. I had I had to rock it the right way. Oh yeah. So you originally from North Carolina, Greensboro, correct? Yeah, I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, came straight from there, straight up to Blacksburg. A little two hour drive, so it was really away from home, but it wasn't that far away from home at the same time. Did you go yeah, to any um, any tech games growing up since you were so close? Um, I mean, honestly, whenever uh, Mook Reynolds, that's who I we, – we grew up together. So, whenever he first came to Virginia Tech, ever since his first game versus uh, Ohio State, um, I really watched every game from, from there on. Uh, my first game I went to was Beamer's last home game, which was UNC game. Uh, I remember Tech wore the all black. That was my right. first time. In, that was my first time in Lane Stadium. Man. It kind of, like, just stuck with me from there. So, every time uh, – from there on, I, I got – more and more heavily recruited when uh, Flinte staff came in, Coach Wiles, Coach Wiggins, they 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 were on me heavy. So I was really there from junior and senior year. I was really there most weekends, most home games. I was at the game, so it came it became home pretty quickly for me. Yeah, yeah walk, walk yeah, us through you and Mook's uh, relationship growing up. Like you guys play since you were kids. <laughs> or how do how to happen? All right, so um, our two our older brothers played. Uh, they played rec together. They played rec basketball together. They went to middle school, high school. Like they they went through the whole school together. And me and Mook were always the younger brothers, so we were always around each other, just growing up together. Uh, we didn't really we weren't on the same team really ever until we were supposed to play together in uh, at Virginia Tech my freshman year. That was really supposed to be our first time teaming up for the senior year. So that was uh that was our relationship. Then um. Junior, uh, sophomore year, I ended up telling Hendon wherever he committed to, that's where I was gonna go. And uh, 
So me and Hendon, that connection started. So uh, me, me, Hendon, uh, Alan Tisdale, DJ Cross, we all pretty much came up here just to play with Mook Reynolds. Honestly, that was like that was like some like a big deal for us coming out of Greensboro. That was like one of the biggest athletes coming out of our city, and uh, we all just wanted to spend his his. We all we all wanted to spend the year with him. Uh, Hendon had more years than us, but. For us three, me, DJ, and Allen, we really wanted to spend that year with him because he was like really like somebody we looked up to on the field because he was really <laughs> one of the best players you could ever see on the football field. So yeah, that's how Mook came on here and said like he was the plug. Nah, yeah, Mook was the man for real. Like he really, he really was. Like when we when we first saw he was playing up here, like we, Virginia Tech was in our top without even having an offer. Like we we had we wanted to come to D Tech. That was what we wanted to do. So, yeah, he started that whole that whole NC to VT movement was all him. I mean, yeah, it was, him, it was it a wave. It was a wave. It was probably the only like out of state big wave we had recently. Yeah, we got it. We got a lot of us from North Carolina. Big names like Caleb Farley. Yeah, Dax. Me and Dax really were going to school together too. So, yeah, that, like Dax commitment to VT really turned it all the way up. So. NC to BT was really like the pipeline for a minute. Uh, Adon- Adonis Alexander, man, y'all boys was coming oh, in yeah. rows trying this motherfucker. Oh yeah, two. It, it was a lot of a lot of outstanding talent from the state of North Carolina uh, came in. How Sean? I think he's from Rocky Mount. Yeah, how from two five. Yeah, yeah, man, y'all boys was coming. Coming. Yeah, there's many. There's many more from North Carolina too. I mean, even Brock from Brock from North Carolina. Brock Hoffman. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like we we just that pipeline just became so so strong, and then, I don't know. I feel like that was really like the my only powerful one that we had during my my time being there. Yeah, nah, y'all boys was coming down. Y'all ever had like a not like a not like a beef, but like a fun rivalry with like seven five seven boys? Was it ever like? Oh, of course, of course. That <laughs> I mean, you know, you're not supposed to talk about locker room talk, but. That was that was one of the conversations that was often talk, spoke, speaking spoken on in the locker room. Like we would always talk about how like our best players are from North Carolina on the team, but then you got the seven five talking about, nah, we got the best players, we we the best at least. But we we just telling it how it is. Like the ones on the field is from North Carolina, bro. Like it was it's just like simple, it's a simple it conversation. Was like, it was all it was all beef, but it was fun beef at the same time because we was all brothers at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What so obviously you chose tech, but if you couldn't go to Virginia Tech, <laughs> where else could you? What else would did you want to go? Man, uh, I mean I don't know. I never really had like the. I, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that because my my older brother played basketball at UNC. So I mean, of course, like me being, being that's my brother, like that's where I wanted to go. But my mom shut that down from before it even started. Uh, Why she shut it down? Uh, my my brother's situation with basketball and all everything that he had went through and with their athletic director, my mom didn't want me dealing with nothing that went on there because uh, that whole deal just didn't go good for us and our family and our situation. So she didn't want to okay. deal with them and, and sending me up there to deal with the same people. So she had the same conversations and all that. So I don't know. She shut that down, made it a dead mission. So it was really between um, – it got down to Virginia Tech and Florida State, honestly. Uh, Florida State, they were – I was I was really recruited basketball heavy. Uh, I sat in Leonard Hamilton's office down there, official visit. <laughs> like you, you know, it was like my mom sang in his office. Like we, it was like a it was a good vibe down there. But um, Ooh. end of the day, it was it was nine ten hours away from home. Uh, yeah. it just wasn't it wasn't ideal for me. Like I like I could have played both sports down there and and thrived, but 
being that far away from home wouldn't have been cool for me. Like just not being able to access my family whenever like whenever it's a real emergency, boom, I can drive two hours away. Like that was smooth. That's why I really Blacksburg was the perfect spot for me. Did Tech ever ask you to play basketball? Was there ever a conversation about that? Um, there was conversation. Uh, <laughs> there was conversation before my freshman year, before I got there. Uh, was, was that conversation with Buzz? Uh, was it was Buzz, Buzz, Buzz Fuente, uh, etc. Um, that kind of that that mission was kind of dead after my after my freshman season, because uh, I guess I don't know I don't, I don't know if anybody was expecting me to do what I did my freshman year, so. Really, I sat down in my end of the year meeting. And me and Fuente, we, we just kind of locked in on, like, yeah, football is the focus. Uh, I need to get my strength up. I need to I need to focus on football because I can be something special on the field. And, you know, I just had to agree with it. It's not like I'm just telling my head coach, nah, nah, I want to I want I want to play. <laughs> like, like, nah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. not going to do that. Like, Especially I, I after gotta, that freshman season, yeah. Yeah, like, at, at that point, it was just like, all right, I'm going to do – I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure I stay on the field. So – I had to I had to uh, take that sacrifice and drop the game. So that was cool. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's not like I regret anything, like at all. Yeah. Like, Eric, I, I'm Eric, Kuma, Eric Kuma came on here and he said that if he was you, he would have tried to be a one and done in basketball. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, Kuma Kuma was my like that was like my big brother before I even got up here. Like Kuma, when I was on visits, he was telling me like, but do not come up here and play football. Like go hoop. He was telling me, he was telling me go. He like go hoop somewhere, bro. Just go get your bread. Like you can go play one year of basketball and go to the league. Like this is like what he's telling me on my visits. Like I'm I'm committed to Virginia Tech play football at this time, bro. So Kuma, like that that was all that was all fun and games. But then when I got up here for my freshman year, like hotels, Kuma was my roommate, and he was still just oh, telling man. me every like, every every uh. Every like no, nah, he was my travel roommate. So every time we travel, like Friday nights, that that would be like my roommate. But every time, um, like he would just be talking about how like <laughs> I shouldn't have been playing football. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be telling me how I should have hooped. But I'm just like, yeah, yeah, but can't look back on it now. Nah, that's my dog. Very cool, a whole legend out here, bro. Shout oh out yeah, bro. He's got the elite, the elite Twitter account, man. Man, out of, out of all of them, the, he's got the best, guaranteed. I mean, the only people that don't follow Kuma be haters. Like people, people right. just be haters on the timeline, bro. People take it too seriously. They take everything to heart. I, I don't, I don't be understanding. I just be weak on the timeline because I can't say too much. Like I, it just, right. it just, it just amazes me how Kuma gets everybody to move like that, and they just try to base it off just because he transferred. But like, I, I don't know if people bro, he, still, he still loves Tech so much. Yeah, people don't <laughs> understand. Like people that left. A lot of my old teammates that left Tech still got so much love for Tech. Like they still love Virginia Tech. They love coming back to Blacksburg. Like this is like this was a home for everybody. But you know, certain yeah. situations went for certain people, and they had to get up out of here. So I mean, even Trayvon Hill, he came on and said the same thing after everything that happened to him. He still loves Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, because it's like I mean I don't know. It's just like that feel when you're up here. You you grow up. It don't matter how much how long you're here. Like you could be here for three months. And you're going to grow up quick in that three months. Like, you just – you see stuff differently up here. And, like, I don't know, it's a good family vibe, Blacksburg. So you've yeah, been back yo. a couple times this year, right, already? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm back up here. I just, I just I just moved back up here just recently. Oh, really? Uh, so how long are you staying in town for? Um, I mean, I'm here. I'm working out, training for the uh, the XFL draft in November. And, uh, that season okay. starts up in January. So I'm just up here training, staying low. I I I wanted to get out of get out of town from back home because uh I don't know it's a lot of stuff they can get you off track there nah right. just being up here I can focus oh, more and just be in my own my own 
space of mind, do my own thing. So I don't know. I just feel better up here. So I'll be up here for the rest of the season, honestly. Yeah, no, listen, I stayed in your city, Greensboro, North Carolina, for three weeks. I was I used to be a scaffold builder. I used to be a builder. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I was working out of town. And I was in a Waffle House. I don't know how many Greensboro got, but I was in a Waffle House. And I was like, what y'all do around here? And the waitress was like, you can go to G-Ho. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Greatest what is coming on earth. You go to G-Ho. I mean, I, I was I was living in D.C. at the time. It's it definitely how my boy. I don't know. Disrespect. It's definitely how. I mean, I hear but, you. I hear you. <laughs> but she was like, you go to G-Ho. I said, what is that? And she was like, it's homecoming, something, something like that. And she was like, but I'm going back to Houston, Texas anyway. I don't even like living around here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, don't nobody want to be in Greensboro, but like people be in Greensboro. But uh, wait, right. back to what you were saying, though. You been to G-Ho before? Excuse me? Have you been to G-Ho before? No, I only been there. Right, nah, nah, nah. Right, right, right. homecoming. All right, you North can't, you can't, you can't homecoming. say anybody's better than theirs until you go to it. What you makes it saying? so good? What, what's so special? I don't know, bro. You gotta be there. Some <laughs> you just gotta be there, bro. I got some, power <laughs> some stuff I can't speak on. <laughs> and like in my younger days, I'm an old head now. I don't go to homecoming, but when I was out here, oh, okay, how okay. homecoming really used to when be you the when you was out in the streets for real. When I was out here, yes, a young lad. <laughs> from, from small town Virginia going up to DC. Okay, okay, okay. Seeing some you. teams, seeing teams. Your first you. game was at Florida State. Ironically, you said you would consider going there. Crazy. The atmosphere on TV, I was in Crystal City watching the game. I wasn't at the game. The atmosphere seemed crazy. crazy. Did you seem overwhelmed, like, as a playing in your first game? Like, or, did, oh. or was you built for it, meant for it? Yo, that's, I mean, that's the first time I ever felt, like, butterflies before a game. Like, that was the first okay. time ever. But at the same time, as soon as I, like, stepped on the sideline when the clock started, like, I was ready to get on the field. Like, I, I was really ready to play against them because I'm like, yo, it's all black. Like, the crowd turned. Like, it's a night game. Rain a little bit. So, it's going to be in my advantage because I like I like bad weather games. Like, that was always fun for me. But, like, when I, when, like, I was just turned to be out there. I'm young. I'm 18 years old. Just – was really ready to get to it. Like it was, it was really nothing but that. Like I had butterflies during pregame warm ups and all that. But you know, I had Coach Wiggins back then. Coach Wiggins was like, like I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he was like my father, but he was like a father figure for me up here because, like that mm-hmm. was my receivers coach. I was 18. I was a young like people. I mean, my old teammates tell you my my beginning of my freshman year, I was not, I wasn't doing things I was supposed to be doing the right way. Like I was late for meetings. I'd be missing stuff. Like. I had to have a conversation with Fuente, like, my first semester. He was telling me that uh, if I mess up again, like, he's really going to be done with me and I'm going to have to find a different school. Like, that was my first semester. So I really had to have that snap back to reality okay. from, from Wiggins. Wiggins really owned me. Like, we met every single day at 3.30 my freshman year. So just having him on the sideline with me that game, I don't know. I just I, I kind of just felt comfortable as soon as I was – as soon as the clock started, I was, I was comfortable, ready to get in. They put me in the first drive for one play. I don't know if anybody noticed. But the first drive of offense, they put me in the game for one play. I subbed in for Dame, and then he came mm-hmm. in and got me the next play. We, I had to block. I just blocked. But I'm like, it's Le, it's Levante Taylor. Like, like this is like yeah. this is this is, this is like this is like a seven big deal. This is a big deal for me because like I'm a young boy. I'm watching film. I'm I'm watching college football. Like I watched him last year go crazy. But it's like I'm looking at who I'm looking at who I was just watching on YouTube. Like cool, I'm ready to go for it. Right. <laughs> but that was that was a, that was a cool experience. And then. 
I don't know that the the one catch I had that game that just uh that kind of nice turned it all that, that turned it all up for me. Shout out to Josh Jack. That all that all turned it up for me though. Shout out to Josh Jack. That that receiving core uh, of course Wiggins was coaching. That was like the last great. Like y'all was deep. That core was you, Hezzy, Dane, Kuma, Sean Savoy. I think what was he going on? But that that like, nah, was, was deep as hell. Look, we had. We had we had uh so our first three was Dame, Ezzy, Kuma. Then it was Phil Patterson, Savoy, right. me. Like that was yeah. that was our second three. Phil Patterson was so underrated too. Yo, Phil Patterson was a problem. Like Phil Patterson was one like whenever it came to like who I was taking notes from in practice, I'll watch Damon Hazleton and I'll watch Phil Patterson every single practice, I promise you. Like cause those like those are like two two receivers that are big body but can move like they the like slot receivers. Like they the footwork is every contested crazy. ball too, yeah. Every time. Like and it's like, I don't know. Sometimes you just never know why people not on the field. But I don't I don't I never question coaching. That was never in my control, so never. So I, I just let I just let it all happen. But it was that 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 core in twenty eighteen was so crazy and I just really wish like I wish we could have really used it how we were supposed to, because um I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like I just feel like we could have we we aired the ball out, but we could have we could have did more. The and then we could have kept we could have kept there. that group together too. And yeah. shout out shout out Coach Wiggins. He and Bama now he's living good shit. Man, I mean, if you really look at what Wiggins what Wiggins did, like Tavion Tavion came here. Tavion was Wiggs recruit. Wiggs recruited him before like like that. Tavion committed before Wiggs left. Like, okay. You know, Wiggs had something brewing here. Like that, that was really what he wanted to do. He he had a room that he wanted, but I don't know. He he moved, he moved on to something bigger and better, and that's my dog. I'm I'm yeah, so proud definitely. of him. I'm so proud of me coaching Heisman's, Lindy Coffee yeah. winners. Like he he the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah Multiple first round good. picks. Yeah. Can't be three can't four be first round receivers every year. Chilling there. He's doing great. And he the great man. teams. And he the man. Uh, did, did you notice uh did you notice anything at the uh Wiggins left? As far as coaching, X's and O's, ways, anything, any drop off, any did he get better? How what was it like? Um, uh, I don't, I don't really know. I ain't gonna say oh, okay. It was a drop off right after that because just I mean, Coach Williams, Coach Williams came in and, and he coached us. I mean, he, he was a good coach as well, but mm-hmm. they were two they were two different coaches at the same time. No, okay. like Wiggins, Wiggins was more of a uh, like he really. Like as as a person, he would talk to you as a person, like a real person, and out like outside of football, like you have real conversation. But then like like some guys would tell you that like when when the new coach came in, they he would just have conversations that 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 the head man would be making him have. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't tell you how it really is. Like that like that's how some people felt about it. But you know everybody, like, look, I, I couldn't give my personal opinion because. Coaches were real with me. Like it was, it was, right. it was all, it was all real conversation with me. Like that was, that's how it went. Like I, I always wanted the real talk and always got the real talk. But I, don't, I just, I just don't know. I don't think I was not gonna say it was a drop off because I mean, you know, after okay. that, after that twenty nineteen season, then uh, I think that's when Coach Mitchell and Coach Wiles ended up going to NC State. Yeah, and then that's when I think that's when everything got kind of. Kind of shit. That COVID that COVID hit and that 2020 started and that that's that's when everything got a little got a little shaky. That's when everything got a little shaky. So you was so you would say COVID definitely played a role? 
Uh, the only reason I say COVID played a role is because we didn't have spring ball. You got to think we started back football in July. Like, that. like that's what started back up, mid-July. And at that point, that's when you got to rush and, and try to figure out what you want to do with your team, what identity you want to have, what uh, what plays you're going to run, what, what schemes you're going to run. I don't know. It just felt like it was too much going on for everybody to handle. And mm. I don't know. Things things kind of got all over the place. It, it got all over the place. And that that was before the season, during the season. I don't know. It was all it was it was it was too much. I mean, COVID, yeah, it COVID was, was a lot. Cause it you got, was a lot going on, definitely. Love throughout the, the week, you got, I mean, you got three COVID tests you gotta take. You, 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 you get what I'm saying? Like before the season started, we we having conversations in the locker room, you know, like is, is are we gonna have a season? Like are we who who like who's opting out? Who's opting out? Like, cause that, that's what Caleb opted out. Boom, boom, boom. So everybody right. talking about who's gonna opt out? Who's gonna opt? conversation go back upstairs? Like, <laughs> so it was, it was it was a lot of stuff that went that went left and right. Like, uh, it was a lot of stuff that was real, 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 real different that twenty twenty year. But that was just cause I don't know. It was it was a lot going on. That COVID really just had everybody thinking about a lot. I'm I'm assuming because you got three COVID tests every week. Every single week, you gotta wake up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, take a COVID test. That Friday test, you don't even get your results back till the hotel on Friday night. So we got people that leave the hotel from Roanoke to go back to Blacksburg, or or we be in, we be away at a game. They have to fly back from the game to to Blacksburg. Mm. Like it's like too much. It's like too much. Like it's a lot. That was a lot going on, and and just to play one game every single week, that was a lot. But I don't know. I mean. You know the, the 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 thing that everybody was saying is you gotta you gotta react, you gotta react to the changes and respond and you know the, push through the, and the shit. Hoorah, yeah. the, hoor, the hoorah talks. You know you know how it goes. Like it, you just had to you had to adapt to different situations. That's that's the talk. But I don't know. I think that's when everything really started shaking, getting up around here. How weird was it to play in like empty stadiums? Um, honestly. Uh, away games, it wasn't really that weird. Just not having fans in there, but just being in in Lane Stadium and it not being as loud as it usually is, like man, that was just. I I wouldn't even fun is not what it was at all. Like that that twenty season that twenty twenty season was like I mean, it was fun just going through everything with your brothers on the team and and going through fighting through the season and all that. But the fact that Saturdays we playing in empty stadiums, I don't know. Uh, I I mean it was pretty. <laughs> I mean, was, I mean, I guess it's like it's it's nothing because you know everybody's supposed to be focused on the game of football. Cool, like I'm focused on the game of football too. But it's cool to it, like it's cool to have fans. Like just like it, it's it's so cool to just see people turn. Like just see a whole sixty thousand whatever number you playing in that week. Like just people just turn just watching y'all play football. Like you know that turn you up a little bit more. But I don't know. I guess that that's just me. Sometimes I don't know. Some people say they like not playing in in. in stadiums i don't know that's crazy i like going to away games with a packed stadium and just shutting the whole crowd up like that was right that was one of my that was one of my most favorite things to do like to go to away game and just score and just see the whole crowd just silence like just hurt this feeling and they stuff it just hurt all right you was a uva killer during your time no that game <laughs> turned me up every single year i promise like like that, I don't know. It was it, it was just a different. It's a different feeling stepping in the locker room that game. Like you gotta, you bring everything you bring into the table. Like you bring everything you got because 
you know, they're going to bring everything they got every single time. And that's a rivalry. It's like a rivalry game. But same time, you like us here, like we know we're supposed to win that game. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they be thinking over there in Charlottesville. Like, I don't know if they think that they're supposed to win the game. But, like, that's not how it works. Like, it's a rivalry to where, like, we're supposed to still be on the rivalry and winning the games. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how that's how yeah. I step in the locker room. Like, that's how I be feeling like. Cool. We we on a fifteen years, sixteen. We on a, we on a streak. We we beating them. We supposed to man that twenty nineteen game that that hurt. That hurt. That left me. That he left was the on their ass the in that game too, despite the the result being what it was. He was on their ass though. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you though. I'm gonna be honest with you though. I lost that game in a way. Why you say that? I, I lost that game. Um, one of the last, one of the final drives we were driving, uh, Hendon threw. I ran the I ran the post I ran the post corner, but Hendon threw it and uh Noah Taylor number fourteen Noah Taylor jumped and the ball went over his hands. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody really remember it like because it was like it just happened. But I jumped and I, I tried to catch it, but like when I jumped, he didn't touch the ball. I'm thinking he's gonna touch the ball and make some type of contact with it, but the ball went straight through his hands. It went straight through his hands and boom, I dropped it. And that was like I felt like that was a key point in the game. Like we was driving. Boom! I dropped that. I don't think we put no points on the board right there, and I felt like that. That was that. Was, I, I I don't know. It's a couple of games that when I had a drop pass, like I I know that was the reason why we lost the game. Nah, it's never on one person. You uh, can say that. You can say that. But the way that the way that our offensive schemes worked, like certain times I had like if I didn't make that, if I if I had would have made that catch, we would have won that game. Yeah, I mean it's hard to not take on the chin like that. I have to. Right. As a receiver, still on as a receiver I have to. Yeah, right. I mean I have twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen UV Okay, twenty eighteen UVA game. You had the infamous catch against Bryce. Uh Bryce playing for the New York Jets right now. Take us through that play. Because that's one of the most iconic plays in VT UVA history and the VT UVA lore, should we say. <laughs> <laughs> Take us through that play. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce playing in the NFL. I mean, he probably would have been a first-round corner had he not got hurt, unfortunately. Right. But take us through that play. Man. Uh, all right, so you got to think. I'm a, I'm still a freshman. Like, I'm 18 right. years old. I'm 18 years old. Boom. Uh, we got we got Damon Hazelson at this point. We still have him on our team, but I don't, like Dame wasn't doing a lot of like, Dame wasn't playing for real. Like Dame was hurt, he wasn't playing. He was just catching punts. Right. So I like I knew that personally. Like I was gonna have to eventually get a fade ball that game. And um, as soon as I seen the play call come in, like that's when I knew. Like that's when I knew I had to like I had to go make a play. And I lined up. Like I seen Will. I saw Willis look out there, and I I knew the ball was coming to me. Like I knew I had to make a play. But I also seen thirty four. Like, I, like, still freshman. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the scout report. Thirty four. Boom. All, all, <laughs> all, all, whatever. All everything. You know, you, like yeah. it's Bryce Hall. Like, that's why I'm. Nah, I'm he was nice. Hall. Like he was, he was nice, and he was strong. Like, and yeah. I'm little. Like he was, he was strong, and I'm little. So it's like, I'm gonna really have to bring everything I got on this one play right here. Like I know I have to, because this is going, this is what's gonna make or break me right here. Like that's what I'm thinking before that play even starts. So boom, go ahead, run, run up, get to him, get a little positioning. But the position I got, like I can't, I can't get my left hand like to where like I, I know like I can grab the ball, but still hold him off. Like I had to hold him off my left hand. Like that was like at that point he was stronger than me, and I knew like with my left I can make a, I, I could catch, I could catch the ball with my right hand only. Like, I know I had to hold him off my left hand. 
and the ball landed in my right hand, and that, and it just stuck right there. And I all I had to do was just tuck it. Like that's when I knew right there at that moment that I have arrived. Like that's that's when I knew like cool. Like now everybody knows who Trey Turner is. Like like that was yeah. it. Oh, and I got up. It. I got up, and I don't even know what I was saying, but <laughs> I was going. Like, I was going insane. I blacked out. Like then then we come down. They come down. Try to, they punt the ball, and I blocked the punt. Like, it, it just felt like, I don't know, I felt like ringing in my ears because I'm young. I'm hearing, I'm hearing the stadium just go nuts. And now, I don't know. That, that just kind of like – that kind of like started really my career. That's when I really knew like what I was going to be up here. Yeah, I mean, I had that pic- that picture of that catch as my lock screen for like a year after that shit. Nah, was that was my, so high. still my header on Twitter. I was like, that was yeah, a I lot of people. I had, my, I had that as my header for a minute too. Oh, that picture is pretty legendary. That, it is that, legendary. That was, legendary. that was tough. That was tough. I can't even lie. And then they played Mo Bamba in the stadium after that. Because I everybody was, went yeah, crazy. I can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't. I can't even catch y'all. I can't even catch y'all. I texted Fuente that week and I said, "Look, the music that we listen to in the stadium not really going to turn. Don't really turn this, turn the boys up like that. So, like, can we play this <laughs> one song? Can we play this one song right here? I sent a Mo Bamba. I don't even think they played it in warmups. I don't even think they played it in warmups before the game. But boom, after that touchdown, they played it. And I promise we went nuts on the sideline. Like that was that was just that that was one of my, that was one of my highlight moments of my life of my life still to this point. Like I ain't never had no feeling like that. What they texted the uh, audio dude told him to play that shit right now. It's like on, on, that's like on two K when they let you start picking the stadium sound. You feel me? That's, that's when I felt like, oh yeah, I'm the man. Like that's when I felt like I was the man as a freshman. Nah, you was out here for real. Shout out to Shaq West, man, giving us that one classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one hit, one thing. Legendary. <laughs> Shout out to Shaq West. That song Legendary. went crazy, though, in that year, though. That yeah, year, that song in sicko mode, you couldn't go. There wasn't a white woman in within 10 <laughs> miles listening to them two songs. Back to back to back to back. I was still in D.C. at the time. I couldn't avoid the, either song when I was going out. Oh, Shout out to all the white women. <laughs> um, give us a funny Fuente story. Not no, it ain't gotta be. It don't gotta be bad. Just like cause us fans don't know Fuente at all. We look at him as like a dickhead and fuck him and all this. Give us a funny Fuente story and him probably showing more personality and all that. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, yes, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, the thing is, all right, all right. I say, I say, fun, fun Fuente. I don't know. I wouldn't. You know when that that whole fired up food movement was going on? Yeah. Like whenever he was turned, he would be turned the locker room like after like twenty nineteen. That twenty nineteen season. That was probably the most like that was probably the most fun Fuente was like during the time that we that I was there. Like, I, okay. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, it's not a lot of funny, like funny things that he would do, like when it came to. He was just a he was just a cool, laid back man. Like he, that's still like Fuente is a dude. Like that's I got so much respect for him. Like that's that's still like one of the people I respect with, like with my life. Like that was somebody took me under his wing and, and led me the right way. And uh, I can't, I can't, I can never hate Fuente at all. Like that was, I, I love Fuente. I love Fuente forever. Like that's that's I'm always gonna make that known. But like yeah. uh, I don't know. Whenever it just came to oof. 
it's just whenever it came to the, the whole football realm, I don't know. We just we just couldn't get it to work. We couldn't get we couldn't we couldn't get it to work. And I don't like I don't know if it just got to a point where it just got to a point where everybody would just give up. You know, you get tired. You get tired. You get, yeah, you tired. Just get, you just get, you get tired of losing. And then, when was, when was that moment that you guys were like, "All right, I'm t-, when you were like, "All right, I'm tired." Like it's, it's getting, it's getting to that point. You know what I mean? I mean, you got. I mean, coming from from my perspective, you got to think. I can't. I can't ever be to the point where like I'm done. Like I can't. I can't show right, that. Right, I can't. Right. I can't, just, I can't show that. But. Like you, you always got the same. You got thoughts in your head, but you're not going to just make open to everybody, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, of I mean, course. I mean, you're human. I mean, now that now that I'm really, I, I guess not playing fair no more. Uh, I don't know when we. It got it got to, it was that 2020 season. Uh, we had lost the Liberty. When we had lost the mm. Liberty. Uh, really, he came in the locker room and told us what he was going to go tell the media, and then didn't tell the media what he told us he was going to tell him. And that was kind of like, that kind of stung. That kind of stung because it was like, all right, like, as his, as his, one of his players, you're thinking that he was going, he really going to go up there and tell him exactly what he just told, like the whole team in lockdown, but he didn't, he didn't do that. So it was what, was, what was he supposed to tell the media? Um, I believe he went up there and told the media that he, he didn't think we had the right personnel on the field, so we had to call timeout, right? All right. He came in the locker room and told us that he, he knew it was his fault. Uh, he's gonna take all the blame for this, um, and that, that he loves us and he, he's so proud of us fighting. That's we came in the locker room and told that. Like, with, with like, really, I think he had tears in his eyes, honestly, because we was all hurting. Like, everybody was hurting from that from that L right there. But I just feel like he didn't go upstairs and tell them exactly what he told us in the locker room. So like me, that hurt. Like that left steam because I'm like, as as one of the like leaders of this team, like you just kind of didn't tell you just didn't tell the truth to everybody that you that I, I thought you was about to just do right so I don't know and then we uh I, I don't know we, we lost some games that year we weren't supposed to lose we lost a lot of games we weren't supposed to lose right, that it was, like, was crazy man crazy man Shout out did you think Malik Willis was was him or would you like oh, yeah. with the okay oh yeah he I mean look at him I, I think he yeah. still is him <laughs> I think he still is him to this day. He might be a starter uh, yeah. quarterback by the end of the season. Yeah, he might be a starter. I mean, I'm just saying in that moment, would you like that's the NFL quarterback right there? Oh, when he came to Lane Stadium and went crazy? Yeah. Uh, that's when that's when I knew that, yeah, he was he was that. But then at the same time, I was thinking, like, like will he still do this? Will he still do this, like, in a packed Lane Stadium with, with, with all the all mm. things in there? You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't know if he would have still did the same exact thing, but. At the same time, I feel like he would have still had the same performance because that that man is nice. He was really good at football. So yeah, I feel like he was he supposed in, to be. He, came he in was there supposed to be vengeance. playing football. Yeah, exactly. I feel like he came in there with some vengeance. Like he came in there, he knew he, knew he wanted to win that game. He was going to win that game regardless. Like I, I feel like that's how he came in. And he led his team to victory. Like you got a big shout out to Malik Willis. Like that's a big shout time out win. to Malik Willis. That's shout a big time win. A very Willis. painful L for us. And we're we playing Liberty I, again in a couple of weeks. You going to the game? You're going to that Lynchburg, Liberty, right? I'm trying to. I'm trying yeah. to get up there. I'm trying to get over there. They Might call it Lynchburg for a reason. Yeah, exactly. That's why I might not go up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, nah, it's really named for that for a reason. Shout out yeah. to everybody. Shout out to the black people in Lynchburg that's still yeah, here. I've seen. I've seen some crazy stuff. Uh, shout outs. 
Oh, uh, you played with a lot of quarterbacks during your during your time at uh, Virginia Tech. Obviously, you played with Hendon Hooker, who's Heisman hopeful. <laughs> you played with Josh Jack, Ryan Willis. You played with a lot of quarterbacks. Did that ever? Uh, did you ever care that you know you ain't really get like year to year to year with one quarterback? You I mean, ball regardless. I'm, yeah, I mean that's that, that's exactly what it is. Like, I'm at the end of the day, I'm just going ball regardless. Like, that's that's always what I'm going to do. Like. Cause I didn't, I didn't have stability in high school. I had, I had three different quarterbacks in high school, so that wasn't. It was already something I was going through before I even got up here. But then, like, just going through my college career, like changing quarterbacks during the season, after the season, like just all the, like, I just knew it was gonna be something every season. I knew it was gonna be something different every season. So I had to go ahead and just know, like, I'm gonna have to adapt between a, on a week to week basis, like, who, which quarterback is gonna be playing, because. You got to have some type of chemistry with your quarterback if you want to be successful on the field. Like that's that's the way I feel about it. Because the way the, the way that our team was working, we didn't really we didn't really have a, a, a passing game. So it was like whenever we did have a pass, like I want to make sure it's completed. So I need to know which quarterback is going to be playing, so we can go on the end or go run some routes, boom, get this chemistry going. So we'd be comfortable on Saturday. But it was just like I don't know. I just felt like it would have been cool to have some stability, like with a quarterback for like go for multiple years, like. Just know, like y'all both know what, what's gonna happen, you know. And I just felt yeah, like, who, who is your favorite? That don't mean who's the best. It don't mean who's the best. I don't want to get controversial, but who is your favorite <laughs> to play with? Uh, I mean, of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Hendon. Like we we from okay. from the same city, so we came up here. Like really, we had a plan that we what we was gonna do, and we came up here and we really started doing it, and then it just got kind of just shut off, like. Like it just got, it was like a dead mission, like, <laughs> and it wasn't even in our control at that point. So it was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Twenty twenty like got crazy. Yeah, I just yeah. felt like that could have been that could have been crazy. Like, I, I feel like at this point we would have both still been in, in Virginia Tech. Like Tavian would still been here and all. Like I feel like that that just would have been something that would could have kept rolling. We could have actually won something. But I don't know. I guess that might yeah. that might just be be just me talking. I don't know. What was, nah, it, what was, was the best it offense? It was things out of your control. I mean, they had that heart situation or something like some type of illness. COVID yeah, Hinda, Hinda had that going on, and then th- that's what like that's what led to you know Braxton starting that first game because Hinden couldn't play that first game. Well, at first he he couldn't play the first game, but and you know everything went how it went. But I don't know. It's just like it, it went how it went. The infamous Clemson game where they was trying to tell us he was cold. Now listen, I've been cold my uh-huh. whole life. He's anemic, so it's that, like yeah, was, that was some different shit. Like, yeah, he was already cold. he was he was tweaking on the sideline, like tripping, and like I wasn't even, I wasn't playing that game because I had the, I had the whole hernia and all that. But I'm telling, like I, I'm I'm knowing like he should not be going in the game. Like he should not be going in the game. Like he can't he can't play. Like <laughs> the way that he's shivering on the sideline, he cannot go out there and snap the ball and catch the snap. Like I know he can't do that. And he went out there and showed it at both times. They, when they put him back in. That's when I was like, "Wow!" Like they, 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 they don't care. Like that, that, that was they crazy to see. That was did, crazy to see. Did Fuente, did Fuente know? Did they? Did the, was it like a staff decision, or was uh, it just like the, the trainers? That on, everybody that was standing on the sideline knew that Hendon was over there shaking like crazy. Everybody knew. You're not like everybody not going to know what's going on with the quarterback because you got to think right. about it as a, as a team after that 2019 season. Hendon Hendon led us Hendon led us that 2019 season so. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of guys. You know, Hendon was our quarterback, twenty twenty, and those people that 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 Braxton was a quarterback. So it was like you had people that was gonna make sure to hint, like check on Hendon during the games. But like everybody knew what was going on with Hendon that Clemson game because people were on the sideline really scared for him. Like 
like making sure he was standing by the heater or making sure like he was straight, but he wasn't straight. Like he, he could not get straight. Like he, he, he was tripping on the sideline the whole time. They just put him back on the field. So I don't know. That was crazy. That was crazy to see it. Yeah, yeah. Shit was crazy. Yeah, it started. He, it, some shit came. I saw Ox post something today. It was some uh, as a result of some medication he had took. Um, I just seen that. I don't. I don't. Know. I, don't, I, don't know. I just. I seen that. I seen that though. Yeah, I mean, medication do be fucking people up. I'm a, I'm living proof. Medication <laughs> will definitely fuck you up. Uh, so everybody taking medication, it be side effects, man. Uh, give us your Mount Rushmore Virginia Tech receivers. You can put yourself in it if you're uh arrogant like that, but we think you a humble dude. <laughs> oh wait, hold you on, can put on, yourself on, in the Mount Rushmore VT receivers. Hold on, Drip uh-huh. asked me. Uh, Drip asked me my favorite offense. Oh my bad, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, that while you were there, like, if what, what what was the time that you thought you guys were at your peak, best offense? Um. Oh, oh, that's like, see, that's such a that's a good question because I feel like, I feel like I honestly feel like that twenty twenty season we could have been our best offense. Like whenever, whenever, whenever Hendon was in the game, like our offense really operated moving, moving smooth. Like every time, like we had Khalil Herbert in the backfield too. By the way, like it, it was just so much that yes. was going. Perfectly fine that year whenever him was on the field, and then it was just switched. Like, like I don't know, it was just it was just something every time that he was on the field. But not gonna speak on that. But my favorite offense that was like, boom, just solid all the way through the whole season. I mean, I would have to say, I I would have to say that uh, that twenty nineteen, whenever Coach Kill came in and, and, and switched everything up, that's whenever everything really got smooth. Because that's when we, I mean, people hate the jet sweep, but that's when it was really really rocking. That twenty nineteen season, that's when popping. Yeah, well, that's when that's when we was really digging. Like we was really running backs at that point. Like, what did he? What did he really switch up that made things different? Well, I mean, when he came in, our old line got more physical, and we got Ooh. more positive rushing yards. That, that's all I do know. Like that's everybody, like everybody, everybody in the trenches and, and our running backs, everybody changed the way that they was playing, and everybody was running way harder. And as receivers, we was blocking way harder too, because like we knew that if we wasn't gonna block, we wasn't gonna get the ball. So. We was out there, we was out there blocking, throwing our old bodies and anybody. Like that, that's how that's how it was. That's when really, twenty nineteen felt like we was really like some dogs. Like that's when it felt like we was all dogs on the field because we was already going at war every single play. Yeah, shout out to Jerry. Did Jerry kill? Was he about to fight corn for real, or was that like <laughs> an urban legend? Was he about to put hands on him? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Jerry Kill, bro. Hey, Next Coach Kill was a man, me. though. That was that was my dog. That that is that is my dog. Like his, we built a relationship as soon as he got here, and and that was just when he came to visit. And then he ended up coming back and coaching. Like that's when I was certain when he came back and started coaching. Like that's that's when really turned me up because his like him as a person, he he really he old fashioned. Like you you gonna get like you gonna get that real conversation out of him every single conversation. Like he, he, like okay. whatever you don't whatever you don't want to hear, Coach Kill gonna say. <laughs> like and you go have to you got to respond like that's how it was, so that's when yeah. everybody 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 nuts was dropping left and right. So I don't know that that twenty nineteen offense was crazy to me. Yeah, my, my one of my mans from Columbia, Maryland, he played for Jerry Jerry Kill at Minnesota. He was a pass rusher though, and uh-huh. loved Jerry Kill. Didn't like PJ Fleck at all. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> shout out to Jerry Kill. <laughs> Shout out, Coach Kill. Yo, Mount Rushmore uh, VT receivers. You can be in it if you, you know, arrogant like that or not. Mm. Four, you get four slots. 
Okay. Okay. I got um, putting in your VT Mount Rushmore wide receivers. Alright. I got uh I got Isaiah Fort. Okay. Um, I got uh Ooh. Ooh. I got that's tough. That's tough right there. So can see because Bucky Bucky can't I I'm a I'm a yeah, we'll we'll allow it. Oh, Bucky counts receiver. Yeah, yeah, we'll count him. Bucky's still big as fuck too. I saw him at the yeah. OU game. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. I ain't, I ain't gonna, I, I ain't gonna, all right, nah, I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna still, I'm gonna go Isaiah, um, Eddie Royal. Okay. Ah, uh, uh, it's hard. So it's hard. One more. It. It's hard not to say. It's hard not to say Andre Davis because, like, just because of like the stats that he put up. Like it's hard not to say him. Okay. And then, um, nah, you only get four, Chief. You filled it up. Nah, because I Isaiah, I, I, I Bucky. took Bucky off there. Oh, you took Bucky off. Okay. Yeah. Because then when you think about Cam Phillips' numbers, Cam Phillips, that's, what, is that, dog. that's, that's when they really get crazy. Because Cam Phillips really shout like, out Cam. His numbers are crazy. <laughs> so I, I definitely say that's my four right there. You got well, okay, Isaiah, so. Isaiah, Eddie, Andre. Cam. And Cam. Now, 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 you know, Eric Kuma is a listener of this podcast. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> you get, that's the thing about my rush move. Somebody going to get left off. It'd be like that. It'd be well, uh, like that. Shout, you, shout out to, uh, said, like, Josh. Said, Josh Morgan was the dog. We had yeah, Marcus Davis on here a couple months ago. Marcus Davis was one of the ones. Oh, he yeah. was nice. My six three, it's, it's six a lot four. Of good, it's a lot of good receivers that came through here. Yeah, and big facts. Corey Fuller, shout out to Corey Fuller. Man, it was a whole exactly. lot, man. Exactly. That's why. I, that's why there's no way I can put myself on the Mount Rushmore after everything that came. You me. up there though? It see the thing is, we can put you in it, but you can't put you in it. It's kind of a big <laughs> move. Like even oh, though you no. would be telling the truth. It's, See the only reason why the only reason why I wouldn't put myself on the rush more is because touchdowns. I ain't have I ain't have as many touchdowns as a lot of the receivers that had. Like I mean it was it was seasons I go three three touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Like I have I have a rushing touchdown and, and, and four receiving touchdowns. Like I never had I don't think I ever had a four receiving touchdowns in the season. You think the fans remember all that? I, I know Isaiah had a lot of touchdowns. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. A, a lot of them receivers had a lot of touchdowns. I know Cam. Cam I, know, had I think a ton. Cam is like Cam is like number two all time, something like that. I, I think, don't know, I, bro. I, I might have more receiving touchdowns than Damon Hills. Yeah, Damon yeah, had one. Like and, that's crazy. and that's crazy. Damon played here for two years. Yeah, <laughs> if that, not even not even a full two seasons. Yeah, shout out to Damon Hazleton, a legend out here. Big shout out, big bro, Dame. He hates. like he came out of nowhere too, because I remember um when he came in from the portal from Ball State. Like, okay, mm-hmm. We gonna see what broke out, and then that FSU game, he straight son Levante tail on that first. I was like, Thank oh, you. Oh, oh, Thank you. Okay. Dame, Dame was a problem. Dame, he still is a problem. He in uh, Houston now, but he still is a problem. That, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's still not a receiver that I've seen a move like him at that size, like with my own eyes in person, like being able to watch it every day. And I was, yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ! And you know, Levante from he from Virginia Beach. 
I'm like, you know, Virginia yeah. Tech fans, like, I'm pretty sure you know by now, but if you're from the 757 and you a five star and you don't go to Tech, they do not like you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. For sure. When I didn't say, they I didn't did that shit, that. the timeline was like, yeah, seven five seven boy, get his ass, son. Don't oh, they love that shit. God <laughs> damn, nah, they, they, they love that shit. And then that, that like you can be from like day. Northern Virginia, DC, and be a five star and get son. They don't care. But if you from the seven five and you give it up, oh, <laughs> you put it on your ass. Oh, you don't think they wanted Tony Grams to get some shit up? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I already know about it, how they talk about Tony. Tony man, Grimes. shout out Tony Grimes, man. Shout out Tony Grimes. Um, you get caught up in the UNC VT Twitter beefs, the, the the rivalry. Is it a rivalry to you? Is it a rivalry to, to me? I mean, yeah. I feel like my I feel like my 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 standpoint is different because I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. Right. So as like when I think and about North Carolina, played, exactly. So when I think about North Carolina fans, I feel like I'm, they they feel like I was supposed to go there. So it always felt like it was always some hatred. Like it always felt okay. like it was hatred between me and them just because I didn't go there. So to me, it felt like a rivalry. Like it felt like something that I was looking forward to every single year. But when it comes to when it comes to like us overall as like a program playing UNC, I wouldn't really call it a rivalry. Okay, I really wouldn't. I don't know why. Nah, I, I don't think so either. I, I, it's, it's a lot of jealousy. Uh, you just it, don't, you don't think about that game the way you think about the UBA game. So I don't, I don't right. call it a at all. All right. You watched it. You watched the game last week. Did I? Some boys Did got their ass. They got their ass kicked. Mm, it happened. It, it do. It does happen. Oh, but you thing an is, you're an expert on so. the team, like. What needs uh, to change? I mean, losing is losing. It happens. But it's like when you get your ass kicked like that, something got to change, right? What needs to change? The thing is, all right, it's gonna sound, it's gonna, it's gonna sound crazy coming from me, but like I don't think, I don't think a lot of things need to change. Like, because okay. the thing is, I don't think, I don't think Grant Wells is a bad quarterback. I don't, I don't me think neither. he's a bad quarterback. I, I, I don't, and I never have thought he is. But also, I feel like. That I feel like when it comes to like I, I'm on the outside looking in now, like so I'm not really I don't know what's going on in the locker room and everything on a daily basis, but I feel like I feel like sometimes like that teams don't have like the, the the like they don't have like that drive that that it factor like everybody like on the same page everybody ready to go like everybody locked in boom like for a whole game like you know I, I feel like sometimes whenever the other teams score like we just kind of like just uh, like just just like it's like oh. Again. Yeah, you know, like it's like it's a different like I feel like they should they should, they shouldn't be like that because it's a different man it's a different man running the team now like it's, it's not the same it's not the same thing that we we were just going through so right. I feel like now like I feel like now as long as if they just respond differently to like when they get scored on then it'll be completely different like I feel like whenever defense when when a defense give up a touchdown boom offense be already talking to each other on the sideline boom hey let's go boom let, let, hey let's go touchdown on the way I said that I said that the uh, West Virginia game. I didn't see the I, I like after after the drives I wouldn't see the receivers talking to the quarterback, and it's just like I'm like how how do you how can you have like a, a good connection for a full full game if you're not talking to your quarterback because it's like because I know I know Caleb as a receiver like Caleb is Caleb is a good receiver like Caleb is a really good receiver like, I promise you Caleb's good but Caleb like Caleb knows that he's he used to be talking to his quarterback like Caleb Caleb would talk to him during games like practicing like he would do that but 
it's like they got a new quarterback and they're not communicating with him during the game, so it's not giving him more confidence to be out there on the field, ready to throw the ball to him. You get what I'm saying? Like it's like no, it's you're like making sense. That, it's like different things that happen between between the line, like between the games. Like when when people are on the sideline, like that sideline talks give you more confidence to go back on the field and be ready for the next job. If you're not talking to your team at all, like you just in your own head, sitting up in the bench, like it's not going, it's not going, it's not going to help anything. Man, I, 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 do position coaches kind of play a role in that to like bring people together to to like uh, have those conversations on the sideline, or is it no, more just players that kind of start no, that? No, position coaches don't. Position coaches don't tell men to talk to each other. Like that's like grown men as as grown men playing on the football field. That's when we supposed to go to each other. Hey, boom, let's tighten this up. You're supposed to know this point A, point B. You're supposed to know this. Boom, boom. That's when you talk man to man. Like that's man to man conversation. That's not your, your receivers coach tell you, hey, go talk to your quarterback. He's he's having a little rough time. Like, no, that's not that's soft. Like that's that's when you you're not you're not really about it. Like if you're really about it, you're gonna go talk to your quarterback, y'all gonna have a good conversation, boom, on to the next job, get that out the way. Like that's how it's supposed to go. But I just feel like I just feel like they don't have like it, it's just like some something missing. But I don't I don't feel like Coach Bowen's calling the wrong plays. Like, I I feel like everything's supposed to be working smooth, but it's just like I don't okay. know. So they just need I'm to communicate. To... Yeah, I just feel like the communication and the heart and the drive on the, on the on the I just feel like the drive of everybody just need to be a little bit more. Like you get what I'm saying? I just feel like if everybody was if everybody was out there playing like like Dax, Shamari, you know, different players like like them, I feel like that's when everybody like, like it's like it's a lot of players that are still there that's playing hard every single snap. But then it's some guys that are that are just be I see them jogging like not not chasing the ball, not rallying to the ball. Like, it's like little simple things it's like it's like why are you doing this? It's like what are you on the field for if you're not going to go hard? Like, I, I, it's like, I don't know. I just know they could do way better. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here. We do. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a it's a talent problem because I know, like, we we have a talented group. Like, we really do. But it's just like, they just got to show it. Like, they just got to be out there just wanting it. I just feel like some, some people just don't want it enough. I don't know. Uh, that's just me. That's just me thinking. That's outside looking in. Nah, on, nah, on that's okay. no, listen, get on their ass. Shit, you know better than we do. Because I, 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 I don't know, I don't know. I just feel like it, it, it just be, it just be, ah, oh, it be hurting. Like watching me, because I'm like, yo, like I, what, what's, I'm like, what's going on? Like, like I know this is not y'all. Like, I really know it's not y'all. Like I know this is not who I like. Y'all are not playing like who I who I know y'all are. So fix it. Like I just want it to be fixed. Because I know what we can do. That's good. Um, so so you definitely believe in Brent Pratt, his vision, his staff. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that's the whole like they actually they got real football coaches. They got they got coaches. They doing they in the facility all day. Like they don't have the free time that we would have while we was here. Like it was, I don't know. It's it's, it's different. It's different now. Like it's a different vibe when you go in the whole facility. Like he's changing everything around, making sure they get recruits in. Like he's 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 taking this thing to the next level. So I don't know it's, if it, if it take a year, two or three, like, it's gonna take a year, two or three. But it's not gonna be. We're not gonna be losers. Like I know that's not gonna be under him. He's not gonna allow losers. That's what he's not gonna allow. Did Brent Pry and his yeah. staff like ever reach out to you and to tell you, hey, come visit, come back, come hang out? Like, did they uh, yeah, uh, I t- I initiate that relationship? Yeah, I, yeah. But right, right off the bat. Like I, as soon as they announced it, boom, I follows, follows on Twitter, follow back, like all that, like DMs. Like it was, it was cool. I was ready to come back up here and see them. So I knew uh, when I came up for spring game, it was. It was already a different vibe, and uh, I came for practice. I came for a couple practices before that because uh, they had told me I could stop by. But um, 
kind of just welcomed me with open arms. Like it was like whole family already. So it was like uh, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's a different vibe with this with this coaching staff. I really like it. I love it for the guys that really went through everything that we just went through with the last staff, and now they get to experience like what this college football deal is supposed to be like. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you like, say like different vibe, like. Give us an example of like what you mean by like a different vibe. Like, is it just the way they talk to you, the way that they treat you, what they say mm-hmm. to you? Like, like what is it about the vibe that's that's different? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's about like how they treat me, but when it comes to like alumni and how they like really are doing recruiting and everything, like they they want they want to have those conversations with with everybody. Like, it's not like they they're shying away from certain people that they they don't want to talk to or having personal beef like they don't they're not like any beef they have anybody they're gonna drop it for virginia tech like that's how i, I feel like that's how this staff is and I, I don't know i might i might be wrong but i, I, don't, I don't think i'm wrong like, i just feel like this staff is all about virginia tech football and they want virginia tech football to be great and i, no, I feel I'm like probably like, he started his coaching career here so he wants this place to be uh, he wants this place to be champion i feel like he wants the championship to come to Blacksburg. Like i feel like that's what he really wants like and he's gonna make that happen yeah, so like that's yeah, like, yeah, shout like out that's Coach his, Pratt. That's one of his goals. Shout out, shout out, Coach Pratt. I would Big be, I wouldn't be doing my job if I ain't act. The car ride to Miami, yo, and the car ride back, <laughs> yo, it was hellacious, right? You could tell us it was fucked up, but like, you ain't got to, I mean, you know. So I mean, right, I mean, because you, because you, if if you think about where we were at that point in the season, it was like, yo, we just, we just. <laughs> We just lost. We just lost the pit. Um, no, 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 no. Who did we? We had just lost somebody else. I believe. Who did we? Uh, I think it was um what Boston College. I think we had just lost to Boston College. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Fuente Fuente got fired. That uh, I think that Tuesday is when when he was done, and then we had to play Miami that Saturday. So right. we get we get told to coach. We get told to coach Price is gonna be our head coach. And, and me, I'm I'm already knowing I got this crazy situation going on with, with my chest and all that. So I'm like, yo, like, I think I really have to play. Like, I really have to play just to, like, show everybody, like, we're not done. Like, I feel like we, like we really – like, we at that point, we got five wins. Like, we really want to get to a bowl game. So I feel like me as one of the, like, one of the key players on the field, like, I feel like I had to be out there just to show the team, like, boom, like, our heart. We're we going to have this heart. Like, we're going to go out there and try to win the game. But when it came to that car ride, though, Man, it was crazy because we stopped. Uh, we stopped down. So we stopped somewhere in the middle, of somewhere like it's like five hours away from from where we were staying at. We slept there that night before, and then we woke up early and then finished the rest of the drive. But it was like, yo, like I, <laughs> the way the rest was going, like sleep. I don't, I don't know. Like I, just, I just feel like that was weird. Like to be in the car for that long period of time, and then I got hurt again during the game, like coughing up blood on the field. So I'm like, yo. Now I really got to get back in this whip and go back up the Blacksburg. Like this is, like, I, like I'm blown. Like, cause I played the first. I I, I rode down in the whip to play for the first half. Like, after the game, I was really blown. Cause I'm like, yo, I gotta say bye to my family and go get in the whip. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going on the plane. Like, I can't fly. Like that that, that sucks. But it, it was right. at that at that point. It was really I was doing whatever it took from like me and my team like really be on the same page. Cause. Like, I'm, Coach Price was our interim head coach, but at that point, our coach, our coach was gone. Like, so it's like us as players, we're gonna have to all be on one page and be ready to like ready to rock. So, boom! I feel like that Miami game, I really had to go out there and play. But that car ride was atrocious, man. <laughs> it, it, it was crazy. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't who, know. who all, who all was in that car? 
Uh, it was me. It was me, Zach Moss, and Alex Black. Uh, two of our uh, two of our athletic trainers. So, but they were uh, listening to podcasts the whole time. I was back there on my phone doing my own thing. Was was listening like, to Dobby Friday? <laughs> nah, I was. <laughs> nah, I was. I highly doubt they were listening to all that. Coaching, 
playing. I just started up real estate. Okay. I just started up. I just started up a real estate course, so I'm just trying to have a backup plan just in case football don't go how I want it to. But um, this XFL, hopefully, I can do what I need to do in that league, get some good film, and work my way back up to the league. Cause there you go. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I just feel like I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at football. Like I, I feel like I can do this shit. Excuse my language. Excuse my language. Man, don't nobody listen to this podcast, bro. You good. <laughs> shit, you legendary. Our boy Jock, our boy Jock trying to get into the XFL. Jacquey Alim and shout out Jacquey, bro. Yeah, shout out Jacquey. He doing, he doing the same thing. Um, he hey, should be in the league too. He went to Montana State. Yeah, after, after I know you're talking about. Yeah. Um, what were you saying, Drew? Trey, what's the what's the process for the XFL? Like, did they reach out to you? What's going on? How do you like get in? And what's the workouts looking like? How does that all uh, the work? Way, the way that it really worked, uh, Coach Coach Jones up here, uh, DB coach up here, uh, Cheetah. Shout out to Cheetah. He uh, really he's cool. Somebody that's in the that's, that's with the heads at the XFL. So he kind of really got me that connect because uh, the way it works is you have to. You have to talk to them and show them interest for them to start talking to you. They can't just uh, come out and say, "Do you want to come play in the XFL?" Okay. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I guess that was a conversation that you and your agent don't have because the agents, you know, they NFL agents. So it's like, right? You know, like they really, uh, um, but um, I feel like that's that's how that worked. And then they sent me the email saying that my my name was put in the draft pool, and uh, now I'm just just waiting on it. So just working. What, when is when's the draft? The draft is uh in the November, so okay. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I have a new home at that point, and then January that's when the season starts. So I'll be tuned in because I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to go crazy. The game, the game. If you get drafted to DC, I gotta come up for a game. About oh, the sure. I sure. used to live goddamn like five ten minutes from Audi Field when I was living up there. I know exactly sure. where them boys play it. Yeah, Trey, shout, man, shout out to the XFL. What was about to say, Drew? I gotta ask Trey, what's the best Virginia Tech uniform combination? If you could pick helmet all the way down to the cleats, what you picking? Like uh, one that I wore, or or all t- you could do one you wore or all time, up to you. Um, ooh, uh, I mean when we go to one, when we talk about ones that I wore. Uh, that we used to we had a we had the white helmet with the orange face mask we had the white helmet with the orange face mask uh with the maroon jersey with the white pants white socks white pleats that was like one of my that was one of my favorite combos then we came out beginning of this last season with the with the white helmets orange orange with the white white that was tough mm, that was tough yeah, right there. That was, yeah. That, the like, unc that my, game yeah, yeah that was my first and only time wearing orange because i didn't play that odu game my freshman year i didn't uh and I didn't play in that Boston College game last year either. So that was my only time I got to wear the orange. I, I, I feel like that was probably my favorite. But when that we, orange when we is talk fire. About, when we talk about uniforms before me, uh, that Hokey Stone was like, that was crazy. That, 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 oh, the, the, the black the blacks. Stone. Oh, I don't know. I think I, 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 oh, I did like the black better. I like the black better. I like the black better. The white was so crazy. The white. Was both white both of them were good, bro. Both yeah, of them were good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The white I, – I came to the game. We played uh, Delaware, and we wore, the, yeah. we wore the, uh, the white helmet and the white pants. That was uh, that was tough, too. But I feel like when I when I talk about the favorite between them two, I like the black – I like the black helmet and black pants. That one. Yeah, for the, yeah. T- for the Tennessee game. Yeah, Tennessee yeah, game. Man, I wanted to we go had a bad, so bad. We had a bad – I had a bad experience that night. 
Man, I wanted to go to that game, but they didn't. They didn't know that they got rec- recruiting tickets to like two or three days before the game, and I, had already, mm. I was already, uh, I was already on my, I was already on the Miami list because I was going to Miami for a visit that weekend. Did anybody get to go to that game that that committed a tech? Uh, I'm not sure. I never, I, really, I never really asked because uh, I didn't that, that must have been a crazy game to go to. That atmosphere yeah, was at, a, at, a, at a race at the racetrack. Yeah, at the racetrack. Texas won by ninety points. <laughs> Man, that was crazy. Fumbles, bro. Fumbles, bro. <laughs> crazy. That's why. Uh, that's why we can never wear arm sleeves on offense no more. Really? What? That yeah. was a rule. Yeah, y'all didn't, did y'all ever realize that nobody on offense was wearing sleeves? I kind of like wondered, but I thought maybe you guys just like didn't have. No, nah, like the, we weren't. We weren't allowed. Swag. I don't know. Mook, Mook used to wear sleeves, but he played defense. Who play defense? You can oh, look at a lot man. of defense players from from the from the years I was there. Like you got You can look at all defense players. They will wear sleeves. They can wear sleeves all they want. Offense, we cannot wear sleeves. Like, like it was that was not allowed. Though. Like the even even time, like even like long sleeve shirts. You yeah, can the wear. only time the only time you could really do long sleeves is when we played at Pitt. And it was cold. Was really, yeah, that was really like the only time. Like, cause I, they they didn't let me wear long sleeves. That that freshman my freshman year UVA game I wanted to wear long sleeves. It was cold that game. Like I remember that game. But nah, like we couldn't wear long sleeves. Like we couldn't wear sleeves at all because of that game, that Tennessee game with all the fumbles. Damn, I didn't I know they the literally. I saw you playing in a hoodie one. One, you cut the sleeves yeah, off. Yeah, I had I cut the sleeves off. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. But it would be and it would be some games like I would warm up with a sleeve on, like just just for the pictures. But I would have to take yeah. it off for the game start. That's crazy. So that did they literally come out in the media and be like, "You guys can't wear sleeves ever again. Don't show up in sleeves." Um, no, I mean, it was, it was just like a, the battle of the like Bristol known, game as a result. Yeah, yeah it was kind of known when, when I came in because I was I came in a year after that game, so it was just known mm-hmm. everybody on offense couldn't wear sleeves. Like, wow. So I'm like, yo, how it was how, like, I'm it, like how, it was how, like five six fumbles though. That it was, was a lot. Egregious. Gotta I'm have like, somebody yo. take the fall, blame it on the sleeves. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm skinny, bro. I need long sleeves, yo. Oh, that man. was crazy. Man. That was definitely the reason why we couldn't wear sleeves. Trey, Trey, you wore it. looking for sleeves. Trey, you wore like five different helmets in college, I think. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what was your favorite helmet, man? You you switched so many times. I just want to know, like, what was what was the best one? Yo, I don't even know. I don't know how people can realize because I switch sometimes just for practice, like just for spring ball. I have a different helmet. I love like, helmets, I just, so I watch. I watch close. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely that Zenith that I wore last year. That was my favorite. That was yeah, that the was one hard. you ended on, the one, the last yeah, one you yeah. wore. The That's last, the shadow, the right? The the yeah, new yeah, the yeah. new shadow. The shadow XR. That was that was hard. That was definitely hard. That was uh, because it, it it looked like a lacrosse helmet in a way. Yeah, with the it little like, lip on the back. Yeah, but it was like it was like the way my hair was out of the helmet. That was pretty hard. And then you know with a with a visor on, like it looked like a like I don't know, I like a robot. It was yeah. Hard. I fucked uh, with those. I, mean, I don't really see them in the league though. In the NFL, I don't even know if they if they me neither. if they have but, them. Uh, no, nah, they had them. I had one when I was out Vegas. They have them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What was what was the experience in Vegas like? It was hot, but it was cool. Like it was, it was definitely it was definitely a good experience. Like just to see how you know NFL meetings and how I can adjust the film and all that there. But it's like I don't I don't know. I feel like I'm really good when it comes to uh, you know running the plays and knowing what to do. So. I don't know when there's no going out there and not having any, any MAs the time I was there, so I, I, that felt pretty cool. So I just knowing I can adjust. Mm-hmm. And that stuff. I was going to college. You got to meet Devontae. Oh uh, no, I ain't even get to meet him. 
he was there though. Yeah. But you know, was, you know I don't, I don't got really, to send you some. Yeah, I seen him. I, I ain't. I just not. I'm not low. Uh, you know, I'm more of a. I, I'm not. I, know I was never really like a uh, introvert. Like I was more of an introvert until I kind of got up here. So I don't know. Whenever it comes to like you know big time names and stuff, I ain't. I ain't gonna be the one to just go out and just start talking to him. Like I, I'm really looking at him like, yo, that's Devontae Adams. Like yeah. <laughs> that's Devontae Adams in the same building as me, but like this is crazy. Oh, but I'm just thinking it in my head. I can't. I ain't really talking that. Because I, I, at the same time, I'm still with my. I, I'm in the NFL. I'm in the NFL building. Like I'm. I'm just learning. I'm. I'm quiet and learning everything. But then I'm. I'm on my. Like I'm on my shit at the same time. Like coaches. Coaches is liking me because I'm knowing all the plays. Like I'm not. I'm not messing nothing up. But I don't know. It just didn't like me compared to some of the trial guys. And I can't. I can't blame nobody but myself. No, it ain't about no blame. It's a. It's a numbers game. You know. Yeah. For sure. NFL's, NFL's tough. Yeah. It's only. That's only one ball. But uh, now was, I'm just glad I seen it. I'm just glad back. I seen it now. But hey, that's exactly. That's what, I'm just glad I seen it now. So I just know, like, I know what it is. I know what I need to do. So I'm, re- I'm ready for it. Yeah. Let me yeah, tell you something. A lot of motherfuckers. A lot of motherfuckers don't even get to touch it. Damn, you got to touch it. So shit, ain't nobody take that up from you. A college graduate, you got to touch the NFL. You gonna touch it again? We doing a lot better than a lot of these motherfuckers out here. Any parting words of wisdom you got for the people? Uh, important words of wisdom. Uh, I don't know when it comes to when it comes to seeing everything on social media and stuff. Like, just stop being so hateful. Like, I, I really, I really hate how people are just so like just mad and angry all the time on, on the timeline. Like, but just just lighten up a little bit, spread some love, kick back, just 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 have fun with life. Like, don't don't look at anything as just as you gonna start negativity on the timeline. I just, I just feel like people. People's days really like revolve around like how the timeline is going. I'm like, yo, like, do you not have a life? Like, like really, like, be like, keep it hot. Like, have a like, live your life. Go outside, man. Touch grass. Like, go outside. Don't worry about what's on your phone. Like, like people didn't used to have phones and social media. Like, I I feel like this whole generation now is just so wrapped around our phones, but it sucks. So it's like, I don't know. Just just get outside. Go spread love. Don't spread no hate. That's not good for the world. You heard it here. And stay happy. First, stay happy. Be stay happy. happy. Stay blessed. Stop being so hateful on the timeline. Unless it's Saturday and the team lose. They get your shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be I mean, when it came to, like, when I was playing here, that was, that was something. I mean, I, I, I'd be, you know, I'd be on social media. Like, I, I go on Twitter after the game. Oh, I yeah. Twitter, I, I look at everything. That'd be funny because I, I know certain plays, like, I mess up and I see – I see somebody say something about me, but I just be I'm weak about it. I'll be weak about it because I'm like, I know I messed up. Like I know it was me. But if some people are to look at it on Twitter and just be butthurt, like yo, like <laughs> like yo, no one ain't Twitter, bro. It's Twitter, bro. Like, bro, it's there's people that that's not playing, that's talking about you, bro, and you and you letting it you letting it affect you. Like, come on, brother, girl. It's Twitter, bro. You was the first person that that showed me about these fake insiders. You probably don't even know, or you probably do. Somebody <laughs> Somebody told me one time, it was before your freshman season, they had asked me, they said, uh, is Trey Turner playing this year? I said, I heard he getting red-shirted. And you said, where you hear that at? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to say, I heard him <laughs> fake insider, bro. I was believing, bro. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Was I couldn't I really double was, down I, and I be like, nigga, you get red-shirted. You know, you, I had to be like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> I heard it from somebody. 
I was because I was really wondering though. Like I was really wondering like who like who said that because I ain't had the conversation with nobody yet at that point. I'm like, yo, am I really about to get frustrated? Like, like <laughs> find it out on Twitter. Because I definitely, I definitely asked Wigs. I definitely asked Wigs. I'm like, so what's up? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to get frustrated. Like, like, nah, just chill out. Like, just chill out. Don't let that Twitter. The dude, the dude that the dude that told me that in a DM, like. That's why I be going in on fake insiders because I got embarrassed on the timeline. So I so now I'm I, I'm on the ass with a vengeance because they got me embarrassed that one day. But uh, my fault. My fault. <laughs> That's it for Davi Friday, man. This was a fun one to do. A long time coming with a legend, bro. Trey Turner, man. We we praying for your health, your safety, your your mentals, all of that. Where can they find you at on social media? Well, I'm gonna start off by saying I appreciate y'all for having me on here. I've been I've been waiting some years to do this. Uh, I'm 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 glad I finally got the time to do it. But uh, Twitter, uh, you can find me at Trey Eleven Turner. Uh, Instagram at underscore Trey Eleven underscore. And you can you can find me on TikTok too at one at one Trey Turner one. That's 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 my socials. So, yeah, man. Shout out, find me on there. Shout out to you. We appreciate it, there, man. Tell me that you listen to me on the Don V Fridays, and I'll give you a little follow back. Hell yeah. Hey, Hell yeah. Don v Fridays. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Get little... three listeners this week. <laughs> 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 I get us three, four listeners this week. Uh, get Trey Turner boost. Hey, there we go. Nobody listen to this hey, podcast, bro. We like the, like, like, there's like songs at the top, then it's like everybody else, and then it's like us at the bottom. We like the ones for everybody. <laughs> so I've been listening to, been listening to you since you started, sir. Yeah, I ain't gonna cap. Like, bro, like I, I'm telling you, like I've been on social media. Like I used to be on social media, so I'd be listening to podcasts. Like, I listen to you and I listen to y'all in the suns. Like that's how it was. But then it got to a point, like during that, it got to a point during that 2020 season. I was listening straight down to Fridays. I'm not, even <laughs> I'm not even gonna cap. Oh, you had but to, bro. I, I, you I, had I to. Therapy. I really appreciate y'all though. Oh yeah. Hey, come hey, back, bro. You welcome I'll anytime. Talking, I'll be talking shit, bro. I'll be happy. <laughs> I ain't even going to hold it. I already know. Hey, shout out to the 49ers, though. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the Niners, though. Oh, yeah. I'm mad that we had to sacrifice Trey's angle like that, but hey. Like, damn. I just knew that I knew that was going to happen, though. Like, I knew Jimmy G was going to end up back on the field, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Politics as usual. It be like you know how I go. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I go. Hey, y'all have a blessed night, man. God bless, man. Until next week, everybody. God bless.